Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will do in the illustrious company of TED Talk speaker and author Michael O'Sullivan from Unio Asset Management. Good morning, Mike. Uh, hi there. How are you? I'm very well. I believe it is Bastille Day. You are in Western France today. Is that right? I am indeed. Yes. And is it happy warm? Uh, 14th? Is it uh, is it warm? Uh, so far, it's not too bad, actually. But um, I, I guess later on today it'll be up in the in the thirties. So, um, so it'll, not, it'll be pr- pretty hot. So not quite in the forties, like uh, bits of Italy and Spain, but nice nonetheless. Uh, nice non- nonetheless, just just about bearable, I think. Well, hopefully you won't you won't have started your um, champagne drinking for Bastille Day just yet, Mike. Can we start with uh, Naomi O'Leary in the Irish Times at a story about consumer prices? So, Joe, in the context that the uh, the CSO has uh, reported that inflation in Ireland uh, is has dropped about six point one percent, Naomi has flagged uh, comments by uh, Michal McGrath that he he'd like to see retailers pass on uh, lower. Uh, food prices and also energy prices to consumers in Ireland. There's also a story in the Examiner um, talking about the the ECB ahead of the next ECB meeting that the ECB uh, is likely to to raise rates once more. Uh, and I think just to bring these together, uh, it's really about different actors, different people looking at the same thing. The the politicians obviously want inflation to come down to ease the burden on consumers. The ECB, I think, like most of the central banks, even though the edge is coming off inflation, uh, I think their worry is that inflation is now uh, becoming quite sticky, that the services sector, uh, the the labour market is very, very strong, that they're going to have to keep the, the pressure on inflation, as it were. Uh, I think our, our view at Union is we'll see one more rate increase. But uh, in a way, what will be telling is that nothing will happen in the sense that uh, rates are going to stay at a high level for some time. And I think over time that will put pressure on uh, certain sectors of the international economy already beginning to see weakness in the housing market uh, in the UK, certainly in the US. Uh, and this will play out over the course of the uh, the rest of this year. It's hard to believe that uh, 12 months ago, Michael, um, interest rates in the Eurozone were zero. And now they are 4% and heading north. They are. And I think um, if anyone wants to wants a lesson in uh, prediction and forecasting, uh, and certainly by, by economists, look at some of the statements coming out of the ECB uh, over a year ago, where I think like many central banks, they were talking about inflation being uh, transitory, being, being temporary. Uh, and inflation now really has uh, has taken hold, uh, and I think the, the the worry really for people in financial markets and and the economics community is that the ECB, uh, somewhat uh, uh, in a repeat of uh, two thousand and eight when when Jean Claude Trichet was head of the ECB, that they're on the the cusp of a mistake. They're going to be too aggressive. Um, and unfortunately, we'll only learn this uh, maybe four, five, six months' time. Indeed, uh, there is the danger, and it's always a risk in a rate hiking cycle, Mike, uh, that you raise them too fast, too quickly, and keep them there too long, and it pushes the economy that you're trying to protect into recession. It, it does, and I think, uh, Joe, the one of the interesting things this year would be the fact that uh, a persistently high rates will effectively discover pockets of weakness. 
uh, in the global economy. Um, so to, to, to dip into a very arcane part of the property market in the US, the commercial property market is, is actually quite weak. Uh, and it is a real challenge for, for central bankers because I guess coming out of COVID, the, the world economy this time is not behaving in a textbook manner. There are parts that are very weak and parts that are very, very strong. Uh, we're already seeing risk appetite pick up in, in capital markets, people talking about uh, IPOs, initial uh, public offerings, uh, investment spending is beginning to, to pick up. Uh, and then the other element I think that's interesting is that governments uh, in the US uh, and in Europe uh, are responding to this idea of the multipolar world and trying to reindustrialize. Um, and there's been a big fiscal stimulus in the States from uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Ironically, uh, it hasn't brought inflation down at all. It's actually beginning to, to really to, to stoke the economy. Can we move on to a piece uh, from John Mulligan in the Irish Independent? He's a story about a potential new gambling regulator. Yes. Uh, so, so, Joe, the background to this is that the uh, the government uh, gambling regulation bill uh, is uh, going to come into force. It's be, it'll be debated and uh, likely come into force uh, in, in a couple of months. Uh, one of the key aspects of this will be uh, to formally establish the Gambling uh, Regulatory Authority of Ireland, which will cover uh, online and then in-person uh, betting shop uh, gambling, and it'll look to, to oversee um, gambling apps, uh, advertising, etc. Uh, and the Department of Justice is uh, looking for, um, I, I guess, experts to to inform and to, to populate this debate. Uh, they've just hired KPMG, who's, who, uh, interestingly enough, is the auditor of Paddy Power, uh, who own uh, Flutter, which is one of the big companies in this industry. Um, so there is a, a tension, I think, between trying to find uh, experts on the uh, uh, on the sector, and potentially there being some some conflict here. Um, and another survey from uh, EY about hybrid working is quite interesting. Joe, this one will, will strike a chord with a lot of people uh, in Ireland, particularly a lot of young people. Uh, I think who find it difficult to. Uh, I guess, find accommodation in, in, in Dublin who come into the workplace uh, following uh, COVID and COVID has effectively revolutionised how we, we work. So uh, Ernst & Young uh, are saying that uh, nearly half of all the workers in the state uh, now have some form of hybrid working arrangement. That's certainly the case in, in Union with some of some of my, my, my colleagues there. Um, it's, and I think it's, this it's is, not the case for presenters on News Talk, I need to say, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that, but it's it, we we need you in the studio, Joe. Um, but I, I think in general, it's a, it's a healthy uh, development. One other um, element, maybe just to to uh, introduce into this, is uh, to go back to KPMG, who've just formed a partnership with Microsoft uh, to introduce uh, artificial intelligence uh, into. Uh, their practices, uh, and it's it's interesting because um, working from home and hybrid working and artificial intelligence uh, are going to be the two massively disruptive factors that will have a, a, an impact on on labour markets. Uh, it'll have an impact on our, on our cities, um, commercial and property. the kind of skills. 
commercial property, which we, we've just flagged, and it'll have an, an impact as well on the kind of skills that, in particular, young people in Ireland uh, need to have and how they think and conceive of, uh, of working in the future. Yeah, it's really interesting. We had a, a guest on during the week um, that that covered this kind of how people are finding their jobs, the type of jobs they have, the skills that they need. Uh, we did we had a guest who, who providing these micro credits, as in kind of short three to six month credits, recognised by universities uh, for people who need to get certain skills to prepare them for the the future, because the future in this country, which is a high wage, high cost economy is going to be one where you need brain power to keep up with all the AI that's out there. You do. You need to be highly adaptive. Um, and I guess if, if, if we think of the labour market um, and training university courses when you and I were, were younger, things have changed dr- dramatically. Um, and I think these micro courses are useful because so many of these uh, subsectors, um, it's not a fact that they're changing so quickly. They're, they're effectively being, being invented uh, overnight. Uh, and the need just to, to, to reskill is, uh, is, is really important. I think the, the way I see this developing is that in the future, um, specialists and professionals who can learn to use AI to, to, to enhance what they do would be the, the winners, uh, as opposed to those who are simply displaced by AI. Indeed. Mike, have a lovely Bastille Day uh, in Western France. You're near Bordeaux. Enjoy the uh, fireworks and the champagne. That's Mike O'Sullivan uh, from Unio Asset Management and the author of The Leveling, What's Next for Globalisation. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.